opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. <laughs> it, it is good to have all of you with us this evening. <laughs> Um, you'll be glad to know I'm not going to do that for very long. <clears throat> In fact, I probably uh, am finished with doing it completely. Um, oh, I like that. Screams in the background. I bet I know who's pushing those. Can bring those louder so everyone can hear them. Oh. <laughs> Tuesday topics will be a scream. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Larry or Rick? Nice. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I think we've been ghost bombed. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Those are blind people at uh, one of the NFP training centers. No. <laughs> Where's the chainsaw? <laughs> I think I hear a little turntable rumble. Interesting. Anyway, welcome everyone. Um, our usual crew is here, Mr. Brian, and the last shall be first. How are you, sir? No, I'm doing fine. I'm eating candy. Are you? Um, are you? Are Are you guys trick or treat giving? Most assuredly. So we've had. Mm, about 12 kids so far today, tonight. Nice. Excellent. And Miss Marianne, I bet you're not because it would be I'm difficult here. to get up from yes. hand raising. I am here doing my thing for Halloween instead. And I'm nice. not a big fan of Halloween anyway. Hi, Paul. Good to be here. Excellent. Mr. Rick, are you um, trick or treating? No, I'm not, but I'm hoarding the peanut butter cups. <laughs> this is a good thing. And Mr. Gassman, are you trick-or-treating? I am not. We I used to, but over the last five or so years, we've been lucky to have maybe 10 people here or kids. Yeah, and then you end up with Very all the damn candy. Yeah, mm -hmm. gosh, that's just a horrible thought to consider, is it not? Yes, actually. <laughs> so tonight we're we are we're talking about Halloween experiences, but I think that we're also going a bit beyond that because it occurred to me that one of the things that happens sometimes to folks who are blind on, on Halloween is they end up getting involved in going to haunted houses and sometimes get scared by haunted houses, probably for different reasons than sighted people would get scared uh, for. And, and so I thought that to broaden that out a little bit, it might be fun to explore a little bit later after we finish with Halloween. What are blind people scared of? Are, are, are there different things? And then, of course, when I started thinking about that, it occurred to me to ask whether um, people with no vision or with low vision um, found themselves attracted to horror movies and, and whether they found themselves as scared by uh, by by horror movies as they're supposed to be. So that's that's kind of what 
the roadmap for this evening's show is supposed to look like. So, Mr. Brian, have you had any Halloween experiences where you got scared by anything you were doing? No, I attempted to be scary, but I wasn't scared by anything to to my <laughs> recollection. I've got two or three fun uh, stories to tell over the course of the evening. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, you know, I'm not easily frightened, however. Mm-hmm. For me, the Halloween was in my childhood and all family thing. All of the five kids in my family mm-hmm. were over you know the youngest one when it was three was the oldest one was 10. so we're very close in age so we always went together my youngest brother was kind of a linus kind of person nice and we used uh pillowcases as our sacks and Mm -hmm. we get home and he had been dragging his and there was a hole in it and all his candy was spread out <laughs> on the ground from all the places we went but that's okay because my mother had us all take our candy into the dining room pour the sack out and she had a bowl set out six bowls set out for the evening one for each of us and one for her that seems right <laughs> um uh marianne your your recollections of halloween I've never been afraid of anything with Halloween. I have a theory that I think you have to be able to see better to be afraid. Like mm-hmm. it has to be fearful. Right. I, you know, um, I think I've done a haunted house here or there. Um, if I remember correctly, the Jersey shore where we used to go every year as, as kids had a haunted house, but um, not, none of that ever scared me. I'm scared of real things. Not, not that stuff. <laughs> Gotcha. And and we trick-or-treated and our mother would also get the buckets and pour them out and then proceed to take all the peanut butter cups out of everybody's bucket. Nobody got to have any peanut butter cups. Only she did. Because she <laughs> wanted them? Yeah. I, I, that I is gotcha. Correct. Yeah. That is yeah. correct. That, that, now, you did not turn her into the welfare office? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did not. They weren't my favorite at the time anyway, so it was okay. <laughs> Mr. Gassman, sir. Uh, I, you know, I was, I, now that I think about it, uh, I, I agree with Marianne. I think probably I might have been scared by more if I'd actually could have seen some of the as a little kid as a very little kid some of the things that were were there for halloween but i couldn't and so i wasn't uh in fact i enjoyed halloween as a kid because i always got a chance to talk to people and hear all the stuff and sometimes they did elaborate stuff kind of like what rick did here a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. people speakers up on the front door and you heard yelling and screaming and body falling and things like that. it was good fun stuff uh, but I wasn't really scared of anything like that. Uh, and later on, when I got older, I had equipment up and did some of the same kinds of things. But I would wait until they got to the door and so they didn't hear anything. And then you'd hear this very loud, blood-curdling scream. Uh, and little yeah. kids all of a sudden went the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, I you used didn't to, give away I, a lot I, of candy. I used, I used to do similar things when, when I set up trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but then... I had this this little sighted child who was staying with me at the time, 
and and she used to get really freaked out when I do it, so she made me stop. I don't <laughs> think uh, when when I was little, I don't think we thought as we meaning people, not me, because I wouldn't have at that time. Right. I don't think people thought as much about the safety angle of of blind people who couldn't see being out by themselves. No. Because, because no. back then, uh, brothers and sisters and people like that, they would just go and and do trick or treat, and there were, were not usually grown ups with them. But in my case. There was always at least one grown-up with us. Yep. Always. And when I was raising kids, I had grown-up. We, we went absolutely. with our kids. We went yeah. with our kids. But you're right. At our age, our parents did not go with us. No. No. Rick, did Good you no. trick-or-treat as a kid? Mr. Rick? I got to turn my mic on. I guess. Yeah, I did. But what I remember the most about Halloween was going to the Penny Candy store. And they yep. used to sell the uh, wax uh, lips and mouths and teeth oh, yeah. and all kinds of cool stuff so you look you, you know you dress up like a devil and and, and all of that but I, uh, I I didn't do a lot of trick-or-treating it got to be when I was uh, rather young when I was older my mom who was a drinker had me being the one handing out the candy so Yep, makes sense. Um, there wasn't a lot of trick-or-treating in, in Jamaica once I moved there. Um, and in, in Canada, most of the time, I was at boarding school for Halloween or, or a school for the blind for Halloween. So I didn't do a lot of trick-or-treating as a kid. In fact, I think I only remember like one year um, when I did it, and then I then I had a bag. But uh, you know, when, when my kids were older, the trick or treating happened, and it was fun. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, Do you remember yep. what they go ahead? So trick or treating, yeah, it's the candy thing. Yep. Uh, and I think we might have lived through that era where you stopped getting homemade things and started getting packaged, prepackaged things. Out of the question. fear of of problems, right? And some of the yep. best stuff that I remember the, the year before, oh, there's pins and razor blades and apples. You know, you'd get apples and you'd get uh, home-baked cookies and those kinds of things, even more than you'd ever get store-bought stuff. At least in my neighborhood, yep. that was the way it was. Um, I would say though the other parts of Hollywood. I'll tell one quick story. My, I have an aunt who is Japanese. Um, and she was born and raised in Japan and moved to the United States and all that kind of stuff. Married my uncle and one Halloween, he wasn't at home early in the evening and he forgot to explain Halloween to her. When he got home, she had a bowl full of candy and he hadn't left her any. And she said, oh, Halloween, very nice American custom. Children come to door, say, trick or treat. And you take one candy from each bag they hold out. Very nice custom. <laughs> so, reverse Halloween. Well, the, <clears throat> that, that would be an interesting experience for the kids to have. 
<laughs> exactly. I doubt the day I ever came the next year. That is Are interesting. You? I, I um, uh, the, the um, one of the things that I remember um, growing up was was that they, they when they were doing Halloween things at at school, um, they would they would create the, these little places where you had to go through. They weren't really haunted houses, but they were haunted hallways. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um and and I remember I remember being pretty pretty bummed out by some of the stuff in the haunted hallway, particularly running into a whole um, curtain of wet spaghetti. Yeah, that's disgusting. I hated it that. It was disgusting. I hated that. <laughs> How about a bowl of a bowl of the same uh, or the same spaghetti were, stuff? Oh yeah, that that too. It's amazing yeah. how disgusting Jello can be when you are in the right mindset. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. <clears throat> it it can be particularly obnoxious when somebody puts it on the back of your neck. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that? scary. It was gross. And they smush it down. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't scary. Yeah. It was just disgusting. Yeah, it was was pretty obnoxious. So, anyway. Our, our our Halloweens actually appear to have been pretty pretty happy occasions. Doesn't, My doesn't baby seem... brother was born on yep. November one, so there Uh-oh. was a point where we stopped going out for trick or treat and simply held a Halloween party for the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, parents appreciated that, and we had a house <laughs> that looked a bit Halloweenish. Uh, on its very own, big mm-hmm. wraparound porch, tall pillars, but right. kind of old and run down. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So yeah. my brother Lynn says he never went trick or treating, but I know better. I remember, <laughs> I remember the pillowcase, uh, the empty pillowcase. Yes, exactly. The empty. What a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. I was curious, when have, have any of you dressed up for Halloween? And if so, how? Oh, I used to as a little kid. I, I did for a few years. I don't think I did it every year. I yeah, remember not, not every year. When the magician once with a mask, which got very uncomfortable after an hour or so because it got warm. But I've done that on a few occasions. But it never I don't think I don't think I ever had the sense that that I was ever wearing much of a costume. You know, maybe you'd pin a, a white sheet over yourself and and suddenly become a ghost. But not like the elaborate costumes that people seem to favor oh, these, these days. days. Mm-hmm. Well, these days, I mean, there you know, it's a buy a costume, not make a costume. It is in my, in my day. It was make a costume. Yep. And yep. I remember those five kids. The littlest one was dressed up like a devil and had a little mustache and beard painted on her face with a eyebrow pencil and uh, a, just a, a devil jumpsuit kind of thing. And my sister 
was a witch with green, I won't call it face paint, it was uh, <laughs> green food coloring in Noxzema brand face cream. Uh, and I went as a headsman in a white coat with a big wide black belt uh, and a hood over my head, a black hood over my head and I carried mm -hmm. a, uh, an axe. axe made out of a wand, you know, a, a broomstick with some aluminum foil cleverly turned into an axe head. Nice. But the thing I had to live down for a long time is I also wore red tights. Somehow or other, my mother got it in her head that that appropriate Elizabethan headsman attire. Oh, it might be. My oldest brother, somehow or other, ended up going as Morticia Adams. Oh, nice. He was quite tall. He wanted to go as Lurch, but uh, my mother conned him into going as Morticia. He was very effective. <laughs> one of the um, one of the things that I remember from Halloween parties, and I I I I, I, I suspect that some of you are old enough, was bobbing for apples. Did it once in my life. Not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, I was I've good been... at it. Me too. Really? How were you good at it? Because I would bump the apple with my face as I was looking through it and could never get it, except on a couple of occasions. Maybe my mouth was just big enough for the apple to fit in. <laughs> or did you have your mouth open the whole time you were bobbing for the apple? <clears throat> yeah. 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 I Me, I wasn't very comfortable with having my face in water Not in general. Me. I was the kind of kid who held his nose when he jumped in the pool, you know. Oh, no. Well, that wouldn't work. No, I, I, I like <laughs> bobbing for apples, and I also used to like it when, before it became, it became inappropriate, you used to get candied apples sometimes for Halloween. So they're... The, these apples that had this this wonderful kind of um, toffee or caramel all around the outside. Quite yes, yummy. indeed. We still get those every year from our local farmer's market uh, area. Oh, I can't eat apples. I'm allergic to them, but uh, it's one of Tim's favorite Halloween traditions, caramel apples. Well, I think that's a good thing. Now, well, I, yep, I ahead, once Brian. played the part of a dead body in a haunted house. Nice. Uh, my friends laid me out on a table and uh, had blood uh, dripping out of my mouth. And they did it in such a way that it looked like I had uh, a severed arm. Uh, and it was so cold, so cold in this place <laughs> that my skin was naturally cold Blue. to touch. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And did and did people come up and touch you? Oh absolutely. And they'd come and touch you and have no idea they knew it was a person, 
but I was so maked up that they wouldn't know who the person was. And if they touched me, I gave them a moment and then I go, hi. And that always was fun. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you'd done that because I certainly would have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's part of the gig. Sure. Now, for uh, one year, again, we're now talking like I'm a senior in high school. Uh, our church uh, got young people to go to uh, retirement homes, you know, that kind of place for seniors, mm-hmm. uh, dressed up and just go and, you know, do kind of Halloween for seniors. And so I was, uh, I think I was dressed up as a clown. But mm-hmm. my best friend uh, was dressed up as a woman. Uh, if memory should be read correctly, he was dressed up as Mae West. Nice. Uh, long fur leopard coat and all that kind of stuff. But during the day, getting ready for this, his, his sister painted his nails. As part of this, <laughs> nice. And we, we, he was driving his car, and we were uh, going to get some extra stuff. <laughs> Police pulled us over, and <laughs> you know what's the, the cop comes up to the car, knocks on the windows, you know, gestures to roll it down. Uh, this was before electric windows rolled down, and uh, <laughs> the guy, the cop says. Please show me your license. And Steve is very concerned because his nails are painted a lovely lush rose. <laughs> and you know what cops say? They say, please take your license out of your wallet. So he couldn't just flip open his wallet. He had to right. reach for the hand. And so he got to explain to this cop. He felt very important that he explains to the cop that this was not his usual attire. <laughs> and and uh, the the cop did not charge him with anything. That I think that the cop was so amused at the whole experience he just waved or his arm. or didn't nail him for anything, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Miss Marianne, do we have other people w- wishing to share their Halloween experiences? Great. Hello? Miss Marianne? We have Jean Mann. Has her hand up? Very good. Miss Jean? Hello. Hi there. So, um, this music, I have my headset on, it sounds quite, uh, quite spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when you mentioned bobbing for apples, Paul, we were just talking about that the other day and how really unsanitary it was. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, as you were trying to get one, I mean, God knows how many people's teeth you know, hit the apple before you actually got it while they were ask trying to I, get it. Ask if I care. Well, in those <laughs> days, I didn't care either. So anyway, so I mean, we we, we have gotten so careful of yes, everything we now we that that you know there there used to be a lot of things that we did when we were younger oh that goodness. were unsanitary. Not that much younger hose. either. <laughs> in some cases, we drank so, from a hose. Um. Yep. Yeah. So what was I going to say? Um, well, when we got apples, for I hated when people gave us apples, and I hated when people gave us pennies. 
Um, so the apples we definitely threw out because my mother said you don't really want to eat them. By the time they got home, they were really soft and you know yucky. But um, I can remember she let us go out till about sixth grade, and then she said we were too old after that. So I was telling one of my friends in school in eighth grade that my mother wasn't going to let me go out trick or treating. So she and her friends did a whole extra street and brought me this huge bag of candy the next day. Oh, yes, I thought that, that was, was very sweet. nice. It was. So one year, um, the night before Halloween in Buffalo was called Beggar's Night. I don't know why, but a lot of people went out for Beggar's Night. So one year, we didn't usually, but one year we were at my cousin's and my mother made us costumes. And my brother was Papa Bear, I was Mama Bear, and my mm -hmm. other brother was Baby Bear. So we got to go out on Beggar's Night, and it's a good thing because the next night it rained and we didn't get to go out. <laughs> she was so mad because she made these costumes for us, and then we couldn't go out. Well, anyway, <laughs> yes. So, so but, what, what is, what's the idea of Beggar's Night? It's just another night to go out trick-or-treating, I guess. I don't know. Got I have it. no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people went out, you know, kids went out twice. And and in those days, I don't know about everybody else's parents, but, you know, we didn't have a lot of candy. But Chris, or, um, Halloween and Easter, whatever candy we got, you know, we kept in our rooms or wherever we kept it. And, and my, there was no rationing it. We just ate it until it was gone. As long as we <laughs> ate our meals, my mother never, never questioned us. I, I was talking to friends the other day and they said they used to put their candy up on a shelf and let their kids have like one piece a day. And I was like, oh my God, you know, my mother never did that. That was one time she let us just have it and eat it. Didn't care how, how fast we ate it. So, yeah. I, I, I am told that the common practice these days <clears throat> is the kids bring their candy back and then all of it gets confiscated and gets doled out day by day by the parent. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, I think that's I think that's not fair. I agree. <laughs> we used to bring our candy back and sometimes we trade stuff and then my mother said anything you don't want put in this bowl and I'll give it to the older kids when they come around. So all the junk yep. we didn't like we just put it and that's what the older kids got when the ones that she thought were too old to be out trick or treating. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, there we go. So, so Miss Jean was there was there anything that you were scared of at Halloween? Not that I remember. Um, I, I I can remember. I can remember us. I don't know what we were going doing with my brother. I can remember got us scaring my little brother, and I can remember him being scared watching The Wizard of Oz. I don't think I was ever scared of anything when I was younger. I do remember <laughs> when I was older reading books like the Harry Potter books, and they'd get into a situation, and I'd skip pages to see how it ended up before I actually read what you know, because <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. Because it was scary, <laughs> and I, I just had to know how it ended, make sure that they got out of whatever situation they were in. But I don't remember ever being really scared, and I, I don't remember haunted houses on Halloween, but I remember going to like amusement parks where they always had those places where you'd walk through and the floor would drop out, and you know something would like hit you in the face and all those kind of things. And I, I was never scared of them. I mean, you'd jump when something like that happened and you'd scream, but then you'd start laughing. But I can remember going yep. through one with a friend one time, and she was like hanging on to me because it was dark in there, and she couldn't see what was going on. And I just kept going along, and whatever happened happened, you know. But I don't, I don't ever remember being really. I'm like a Marianne. I'm scared of real things. Yeah, Not, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Um, That's yep. great. 
Thank so, you, Miss Jean. So what are all your favorite kind of candy? Oh. Mm. Or is there more than one? I like dark chocolate and, and I like um I liked um gosh, what do they call them? Um they, they they've got crispy insides and, and they're Kit Kats? They're um, yeah, maybe. Nestle's Crunch? Yep. Talking about Kit Kat. Yeah. I think it's worth talking about. Eric's talking about Kit Kats. Hello. Hello, guys. Yeah. Happy yeah. Halloween. Kit Kats. Kit Kats, yeah. Mm, Hello there. What was that? Yeah. The other, well, for me, it's Butterfingers. Oh, I used to love them. And Baby Ruth's. My favorite when I was growing up was Nestle's Crunch. Now it's the little peanut butter pumpkins, the Reese's peanut butter pumpkins. Yes. Yeah, I good. love them. I have a huge bag of them here. They're better than the peanut butter cups because the whole consistency of them is different somehow. So, it is. I yes. agree. And I, I don't agree. have to share them with anybody. <laughs> no. Anyway. Thanks for your call, Miss Jean. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. We have Pam Coffee. Hello. Coffee. And happy there. Halloween. Um, happy Same to yourself. You too. Well, let's see. When I was very young, uh, I would sort of dress up. I didn't dress up as a specific character but it was mainly just a sheet and a face mask and that kind of stuff and and maybe some weird color lipstick or if I wasn't doing the mask thing I hated those wax lips they they were just they were just gross um but yeah I used to go trick-or-treating um I think I just put mine in a either a paper bag or <laughs> oh, that, I love the background uh, either a paper bag or a um, plastic bag nothing fancy and my real Halloween story is <clears throat> I had gotten older than going out trick-or-treating I would by then I would usually be handing out Andy but this this particular year and I was probably a junior in high school I thought I'm gonna go a step farther here I made a tape of the scariest music I could come up with and that was limited back in those days because it like this was 68 or thereabouts and so what I did was I made this tape of really spooky music and then played it back at half speed and it really sounded even spookier and I hid outside uh, our house behind the shrubs close to the front door so when kids would come to the door they could hear this spooky music but they couldn't tell where it was coming from and of course they didn't know what it was and uh, I don't know if any of them got turned away or if they turned themselves away but um, but I had a lot of fun doing that and I repeated that several years later I still had the original tape I think and um, I did it one more time but not behind That's the shrubs cool. not behind the cool. shrubs because I was using a recorder at that time that had to be plugged in 
it didn't run right. on batteries. So I had to do it from inside, but it still mm-hmm. worked. So that's that was my indeed. Halloween story. My favorite Sounds candy, mm-hmm. anything chocolate, but my most absolute favorite is still Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Ta-da! Ta-da! Um, there are a lot of I people never, who think that. I, I never did much of the, well, I never did the bobbing for apples because I knew I wouldn't be any good at it. Um, things that scare me, well, <clears throat> I've been totally blind all my life, except I used to have a little, a little more light perception than I have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the thing that really freaks me out is when everything is really, really quiet, and all of a sudden something makes a sound and you're not expecting it. That's a loud the noise. One that, yes, that's the one that'll get me every time. Uh-huh. And, and do you I scream? Never, I don't really scream. I might go, or something like that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's things like that. It, like it's mm-hmm. dead quiet, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's a clap of thunder. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, so, I get uh, you. Yeah, I never really Great. did much of the haunted houses. Uh, not really. Um, just occasionally, I'd go through one, but you miss a lot of it when it's when a lot of it's visual, like these crazy mirrors that make you look three times your size or yep I think uh, that's right and 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 that that was true of the fun houses in the amusement parks to you yes yeah oh yeah I think you're right they had those those weird mirrors and twists and turns and and you have no idea what direction you're going after you've been spun around a few times but um, but yeah I have some some good Halloween memories Excellent. And, and now, right. and now, I will buy a little bag of candy each year, even though chances are I will not have any trick or treaters. Trick or treaters. But <laughs> I get a little bag just in case someone shows uh-huh. up. Excellent, Miss Pam. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank now, you. I, I, you know, Gene, I've got a theory as to why those peanut butter pumpkins taste the way they do. They taste, you know, better. I think. I think all the Reese's peanut butter products taste better at Halloween because I think they're fresher. Maybe that's true. <laughs> that could be true. I, I think they're fresher. Well I, I, I think they, you know, small batches just before Halloween and uh, you know, what I love to do the day after Halloween is go to CVS and buy everything that's 50% off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need part Halloween. even more. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> But just remember that they're fresher. Miss Marianne. We have Jane. Hold on. Well, I'm glad to be here on this scary, scary day for a lot of people. When I was, what is the background sound? Are we in a, it sounds like a lot of gymnasium sounds. A haunted house with an orchestra. Oh, okay, well, whatever. In any case, when I was little, we dressed up, my twin and I, with a lot of help from our mom. And one of our brothers had to take us, and we did. We went, they took turns taking us around the neighborhood. Um, 
I loved dressing up as a gypsy. Oh, it was so romantic because there's that wonderful old song about there's a story that gypsies say is true. And if, let's see, you nice. wear those golden earrings, love will come to you. And boy, I wanted me some golden earrings. <laughs> and um, then another year, and I wore a long skirt of, of my mother's, um, a folk, folk dance skirt. And nice. And a shawl. Oh, the shawl was so wonderful. I could flap it around like wings or whatever. But um, um, I, and another year, we used a little bit of charcoal on my face, and I was a tramp. But I like nice. the, the those, I think those are the two most common things. Dress mm -hmm. up as a gypsy or dress up as a hobo. hobo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because you could you could do that with cast off whatever yeah yes. make it believable and you also don't have to think about it before the day that's right and i loved bobbing for apples i loved caramel apples um we would we did a fair amount of bickering and dickering about candy um my favorite candy as a child was a heath bar my dad used to reward us with a little half of a Heath bar if we would make it through nine holes of walking the golf course with him and not bothering him. That was his way nice. of doing <laughs> There you go. And the first time I had an exam at college, I rewarded myself with a Heath bar. And then I thought, well, what a chintzy little piece of candy this is. <laughs> <laughs> my re my self-rewards have gotten bigger since then, but I bet there are lots uh -huh. of people. I got really scared one year because older kids, uh, the bully boys at our school, um, chased us. Um, and that that at that point, my neither of my brothers was with us. We were on our uh -huh. block, but they right. were they were there, and I was so mad, so mad, and so scared about that. But um, they got paybacks, believe me. Oh, um, good. Those good. are stories for other days. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. By the way, I want to give a report. There's been four doorbells at my house since the show started. Oh, all right. So, well, I'm going to go so other people can story on. And thanks for that. Thank you, Ms. Jane. Oh, you're welcome. We appreciate it. And Ms. Marianne? We have Deanna. Well, Growing up in poverty, you had to be creative about your costumes. And I remember mm -hmm. one year I wanted to be a fairy and my mother couldn't figure out how to make a fairy that she could afford. So she bought um, rolls of, of pink crepe paper and she sewed them layer on layer into this ruffled skirt and, and full sleeved dress all out of crepe paper. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, I had a a uh, gold painted, you know, paper crown and a and a, a wand, and I was just so thrilled. And we went around the neighborhood, and one of the houses we went to was a house that was notorious to me because the people used to be circus people, and they had a dog. And every Halloween, she would wear various outfits and sit on a footstool nice. and they'd open the door and they'd make her do a trick or something. She'd be a ballerina or something. And um, the, 
it was notorious because when I was a little girl of about a year old, um, my mother came back to the reservation area to um, wait while my father was shipped to Japan and, Mm-hmm. and well, actually Korea, then Japan. And um, so that woman came over and gave my mother a big pile of little ruffled pinafore dresses And my mother didn't figure out till much later that they were hand-me-downs from her dog. <laughs> so I guess I became a, a kin spirit to dogs, and that's why I've had 10 guide dogs. I'm not sure. <laughs> Works for little, me. That's a little terrific. sister to doggies. <laughs> so a big dog chased us, you know, barking and growling. And Yep. we ran, and I caught one of my ruffles on a fence and started Oh, to no. unravel. <laughs> Oh, no. Fortunately, I had a plain school dress underneath, but by the time I got home, I only had the sleeves in the top. <laughs> my skirt was gone. <laughs> there was a trail of ruffled pink crepe paper all through the neighborhood. Very good. <laughs> I was thinking, so... you know, the one good thing about that time, it didn't rain. No, it didn't. Uh, I don't know Great why. paper It just wouldn't didn't. have worked. No, no, it would have been a soggy mess. <laughs> but uh, the last time I went trick-or-treating, I think I was in the eighth grade, and my mother, again, got creative. She had some leftover um, green um, drapery material. Yep. And so on the one side, it was shiny. And looked like satin on the other side it was rough because it was paper material so she sewed it inside out and then she had some um flowered material that had a lot of green in it that was a complimentary shade so i went as a colonial lady with the the you know Oh, the nice. two the two shades of of leftover There you go. <laughs> scrap material that my mother sewed into this dress And um, she piled my hair up in big curls on top with one long curl over my shoulder. And and we had a costume parade at school, and I won the prettiest costume. <laughs> Very and cool. you, you've always had long hair, and I bet you did then, too. Yeah, I did. I could always sit on it when I was a kid, very, very long, Yep, exactly. sometimes down to my knees but before I'd get really frustrated with it because it was too long. Exactly. But That's um, yeah, no, so I was really fortunate in having a really loving, hearing mom who went out of her way to, to make sure we, even if we couldn't afford costumes, that we always had something original that she would help us work on. And um, when my kids were growing up, Yep. I did the same thing. I, I used my imagination a lot. And Yep. it came in handy as they got older because when they were nine, they became 4-H'ers. And then you had to dress your animals up for the fair. So I made a costume for my my daughter's collie pup that she was Nice. in the dog club with. And Mhm. Mm uh, I turned her into a wild cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs>
with That's a right. green t-shirt and and it leaves around a big felt leaves around her neck and a little white hat that had puffs all over it and then she had a recipe card and an apron from my restaurant and we found a chef's hat somewhere i think we borrowed it for, from somebody that was a pastry cook somewhere and so she went around with this recipe about how to prepare wild cauliflower first you have to catch it <laughs> <laughs> I hope That's she great. won. That is great. Uh, another time I dressed up um, my other daughter's llama as a uh, beauty queen with a sash across its chest that said, um, you know, Miss Miss Oregon. And my daughter dressed as, as an MC with a bouquet of roses and a microphone to give to the llama. <laughs> and he had a, had paper curls hanging around his ears and down the side of his face and a and a little tiara, and he wore a red polka dot bikini. <laughs> and he had a bracelet on his front foot, and we painted his uh, nails pink, and we put pink lipstick on him as well. And uh, so what, at the fair, so you had this parade and, you know, and everything mm -hmm. and the judge is watching and the llama suddenly has to pee and he's a male <laughs> llama of course but he doesn't know he doesn't want to get his bathing suit dirty so <laughs> he's standing there with his feet really splayed out and <laughs> looking really embarrassed in the center of the arena and the judge just about lost it and ended up in the sawdust laughing <laughs> I'm this perplexed beauty queen going, oh, God, I've got a pee and I'm going to get my costume dirty. <laughs> I love that. I love that stuff. So ah, he, ah, he went great. for the prettiest animal at the fair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, it was a lot of fun to make the costumes. Yeah. But um, I don't really... My mom would um when we got home um we would uh, get one thing and then we'd be sent to bed because it would be pretty late by then and Night. the next day we would sit with our piles of candy in front of us and start the the, the important game of trading for your favorite kind <laughs> that's right mm -hmm. it's hard to that's unload right. and black licorice i found yeah <laughs> Well, there's always you wouldn't have gotten you wouldn't have gotten little, me to take any. Yeah, well, there's always some little kid that doesn't care, just wants more. So if you paid yeah, later, yeah. you know, exactly. if you gave them more of the black licorice for one of his, they figured it was mm -hmm. a good deal. So, yeah. <laughs> so you could work it out that way. You just had to, to negotiate and bargain. <laughs> Miss Deanna, were you ever scared of anything at Halloween? No, not that I can remember. The dog that chased nice. us because he was going to bite us, but <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I was never really afraid of much of anything as a little kid. I think um, the only thing that I found I was frightened of was when I was a college student, and it was when I was doing practicums in different kinds of situations. And mm -hmm. I went to work for a few days at a facility for severely mentally delayed people. They were nonverbal yep. and they were right. adult. 
So they were so much bigger than I was. And I could always talk my way out of most things. Right. Um, and I could act my way out of it. Mm-hmm. So if I were frightened, say, if I was being teased um, at school, you know, a gang of boys mm-hmm. circling me and snickering and not letting me through and stuff. I had a, a sassy mouth and I would just tell him off. If you've got nothing better right. to do than pick on a little girl, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I could usually get myself out of it because I'd never right. let the fear show. Because I'd learned yep. when I was really small that if you showed fear, bullies just were worse. I think that's right. And if you fought back, they were so surprised, usually could get away, too. Um, Because a little tiny blind girl, they didn't think I was a danger, but I'd take my shoe off and start smacking them. (laughs) There you go. go. Whatever. You know, I was a fiercely independent little girl. But being in um, an area with people that couldn't say words... And I didn't know what they wanted. And they were often so big. And they would often try to hug you or touch you. Yep. Uh, That freaked me because I I didn't like to be touched by anyone I didn't know well and wasn't friendly with. Um, Exactly. Even even now, um, it was one of my phobias about my very long hair was in high school. I had a stalker for a while, and he would walk up behind me in the corridor and run his hand down my long hair. And, you know, when it goes past where you sit down, uh, it was it was scary because he it never spoke. Scary. It would be scary. Yeah, he never spoke, and he wore a rubber-soled tennis shoe or something because I'd never hear him before I felt his hand sliding down my hair. And then he would flick on open a switchblade knife. That has a very distinctive flick sound. Yes, it does. As if he were going <laughs> to cut me. And um, I started walking to my classes with friends so that I wasn't alone in the hallway because he knew I couldn't recognize him. Right. And he never spoke to me. So I, <clears throat> I don't know to this day who he was, but... You know, out of self-defense, I started telling my friends that when I was alone, somebody was bothering me. And eventually, a lot of the athletes would walk me to classes because real writers weigh 12 pounds. And real books, even if you're only taking one for that particular class, it's big too. You know, (laughs) and I was little, so (laughs) they uh, nicknamed me Little Sister and would walk me to class. And if anybody gave me a hard time at a dance or anything, um, one of the athletes would walk up and say, hey, watch where you're putting your hands. That's my baby sister. So I had black (laughs) babies, big brothers and Japanese big brothers and (laughs) all kinds of flavors. But um, after that, you know, but that freshman year was really tough to be at a very large high school. With a that's, lot of different people. Yep, that's yeah, cool. it's that change, the the change in the the, the size of things in general, mm-hmm. crowds, mm-hmm. 
And I was slow to get up to size because I still wore a size four when I was a freshman and when I got my first pair of high heels. <laughs> you know, so, and about oh, 95 pounds, maybe. <laughs> not, not exactly huge, Miss Deanna. No, or intimidating. That's why I liked big dogs. <laughs> exactly. If I'm walking around Miss with Deanna. a big wolf dog, you know, nobody's exactly. going to bother me. Miss Deanna, thank you for your call. Mm -hmm. Very much appreciated. Excellent. Yep. Oh, we have Ann Murrow. Oh, hello. Hi, guys. Happy Halloween. Hello, uh, hi there. Yeah, hi. Oh, hi. My my favorite, you know, my favorite candy is M&M's, um, uh, Kit Kats. Uh, well, yeah, sometimes Reese's peanut butter cups, but you know, I really, really don't eat too many of those. But I like the, I do. I to this this day, it's still chocolate. Just give me chocolate, I'm fine. And anyway, That's I it. like you know, maybe maybe I did. I did, probably did some trick or treating. Houses really don't bother. Me. I don't. I mean, we never we didn't we didn't really go into any lot of haunted houses. You know, horror movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the horror movies. Give me a good horror movie. I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, did you see. like oh, did you like horror movies or or? Yeah. Oh, I still do. Yeah. Anything sci-fi yeah. horror, I I like to especially you know you go the the, um, the the Halloween movies, the John Carpenter ones. Oh yeah, and nice. um, the um, you know, it's very hard so. It's funny, some of those movies on Netflix are described, but you know, I seen one with a how one of the Halloween movies was described, and it was uh -huh. pretty cool. And uh, and uh, oh, yeah, um, and, and then all the stuff we used to do around at the house, we always um have these big these Halloween parties at the house. My mom would decorate the whole house, it was pretty cool, and then um, and dad. With this really scary Halloween mask that he used to scare everybody with it. It was this really scary <laughs> mask. It was so like, you know, <laughs> he used to scare my, you know, when, when the grandchildren would come over, um, my, you know, my mom, my mom's grandchildren, they'd come over and then, uh -huh. oh, he'd, he'd scare them I mean, with a mask. And then, uh -huh. then, in the middle of the, you know, when you're sitting and um, watching the movie, and then the monster comes out. Yeah. Oh, he come, he comes in. He, and he, he, he always did that. Even <laughs> even when we got older, I could be sitting in there watching a movie um, because one day my friend and I, uh, my girlfriend and I, were watching Jurassic Park. And he comes in and he waits for the dinosaur to come up and then rah, <laughs> there you go. That's dad. Did you guys scream? Did did you guys scream? Or? Always, at least at least did. He's like, John. <laughs> he was, was John. It was it was it was just totally funny because he would just he would just crack us up when he, he would scare us with the with the monsters and when the monster came out and the, oh yeah yeah it was it was pretty good we had some pretty good Halloween parties and the when I went to the New York Institute we had some pretty good parties and then um even here when I live in Florida we used to have um parties here in the complex but I don't know we don't do it anymore oh how oh 
Oh, definitely costumes. Oh, yeah. I love my, I love the, I used to love the dress up just until we stopped having the Halloween parties. I used to, I used to love the parties here. We had yeah. some great parties. You know, that and is we so always, excellent. I always, somebody know, was I just plain joy. happy was with that, Halloween. Oh, yeah. I, you know, right. Halloween is a fun holiday. You know, I think yeah. um, the scariest, the stuff that you should really be, um, you know, it's the real stuff you're afraid of. All the stuff that's going on today, that's the stuff you're afraid of. That's the real fear. Like you what? Know? Like what? Um, um, well, like um, the um, mass shootings, the... Um, well, what happened kind of is there was no. I can oh oh I could go into uh ten um ten of the were of your were of the fears that you would have today um uh, yep. economic collapse uh climate change yep. uh yep. oh there's so many gotcha. that's yep. the real gotcha. fear and horror movies yep. I don't really think you know what it is it's good to be scared you know because yep. then you're you're getting ready for the real fears that you're gonna have. I don't know if um if you go online and look up there's um there's a psychologist that wrote an article about um your your fears and why um why you you're so you know why it's fun it's okay to be scared you know on Halloween because you're getting mm -hmm. ready for you see what I mean yes I gotcha I got gotcha. um, the scare the... the scary things that you're gonna see in life. And yep. and yeah. all these, and all these kids should should read, read books because it's preparing them for the fears that they will face in life. And so we should quit banning books. Okay, everybody have a yep. good one. Enjoy. <laughs> yep. Thanks for calling. Excellent. Thank you. You have a good day. Yep. Yep. We are clear, we're clear on hands, but I assume that Bell is our um is our clubhouse lady. Um so Bell I don't know yet. if you have anybody there. We do not. Uh okay. I was asked to unmute, but <laughs> I don't know. Um we do yeah, not I just figured I'd give you that <laughs> option. Yeah. You, okay. you you could talk to us about your experience with Halloween if you'd like. Oh, man. So, well, I can tell you that I am not your typical uh, person who whom you've heard from tonight. Everyone else says they were not afraid of Halloween. Well, I was a kid. I was terrified. I'm still terrified of Halloween. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's not so much because of the mask and the, you know, costumes and all that. It's because you don't know who's behind those masks. You might find some crazy person you know yep. that was always my theory as a kid um you know going to a haunted house mm -hmm. or something like that i wasn't the one rushing to go to the haunted house i was the one that was you know they were dragging to go in with them and it it was mm -hmm. scary for me because i i did not trust the people behind the you know you just people are just crazy and yeah. so yeah that's been my that is a mm -hmm. real fear for me so um but i did, so did enjoy trick-or-treating things like that nice. um mm -hmm. with with family cousins and mm -hmm. uh 
of course, the, the biggest thing we all love to do is get the candy and then the next day go to school and take the bags of candy and swap out with everybody. Um, exactly. Yeah, that that was the fun part of it. Yeah, but yep. yeah, um, but yeah, today I don't really don't really celebrate Halloween. Don't do much. I I was hearing Rick's uh, music there in the background. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of creepy, and I'm here alone, <laughs> turning on all my lights tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. But thanks for the opportunity to share. Thank you, and thank you we for appreciate being here, Miss Mel. Thank you. Absolutely. Yep. Now, does Very anybody good. remember Necco wafers? Yes. Of course, yes. No. Yeah, you don't remember Necco wafers? Yeah, I remember. No. K-O? N-E-C-C-O. Used to stand they for the They were kind of chalky almost. Yeah, they were chalky. Yeah. And there was always a couple in there that were like licorice. They were the bad yeah. ones. Yes, but, indeed. Uh, and do you remember so, what ne- Necco stood for, Brian? The, the Necco factory was, was actually in Cambridge. Yes, here, here in New, Massachusetts. New uh, England Confectionery New England. Company. There you go. Yeah. The company went out of business and they stopped making it. And another company bought it and started making them again. They weren't very, they were just a disc about the size of a nickel, would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something maybe like a, maybe about maybe a quarter. Maybe more like a quarter. Yeah, yeah maybe more a like quarter. a quarter. And they yeah. had stamped in them that the word Neko. Neko. Yep. It was yep. there was no decoration or or any of those kinds of They weren't things. that good. They were hard and, no. and chalky. Yeah. No, I, the, well, I, do you remember the heart shaped ones? Yeah, that they, had they, messages. They were made in the them? same way, but they had little yeah. messages uh-huh. on them. Right? Yeah, I remember those, so but those weren't Neko though. Those those were something else. Nope. No, but the same no, but flavor. They, they were the exact same texture and flavor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I so I know what those were like. I remember those. <clears throat> I wanted so, to ask about yes. pumpkin carving. Have any well, of you ever carved ask a pumpkin? About it. Um, I have. Were you um, good with pumpkin carving? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. Was I uh, was I prepared to give it up? No, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, and I, and, and, and I made people tell me that my pumpkins were great, <laughs> but <laughs> see, they were if you think about it, the, the pumpkin is one of the few things that, that, that blind people actually can carve pretty successfully, I think, because they're, yeah, because they're, they're so big. And and I mean, you know, if if you've seen a pumpkin carved, I mean, it's it's really very clear what they look like. I mean, you've got these big teeth, and the mouth is wide open, and you've and you've got eyes that are sort of just ovals that are cut out. Um, I never quite figured out what you were supposed to do about the nose, but but I could always get the teeth and the eyes right. There you go. I I've had. Uh some experience with pumpkin carving these days you watch watch this on television on like the food network and they have these contests and i said god they are amazing me not so amazing eyes i would take the parts that i cut out for the eyes and use those to put back into a slight hole for the nose 
Ah. Right. The eyes in my pumpkin were always triangular. Yeah, that's I remember triangle eyes as well. Yeah. And yeah. so that made for a decent shape for plugging a nose in there. Uh, well, that's I, very sensible. Well, it it, it worked. And yeah. you know, people would put uh, a lit candle in them in the old days. Mm -hmm. But yes. uh, then you might get your dad to let you use his shop light, an extension cord with a light bulb at the end. Yeah. Uh, in a kind of a cage. And you could cut a hole in such a way that you could drag that cord out the back of the pumpkin. And not only did the light come out of the eyes and the mouth, but the whole pumpkin would glow orange because there was so much light uh, oh, cool is inside that? of it. That was that was kind of fun. Now, did you so, get Marianne, your, did you did you did you get your own pumpkins, Brian? Oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that, that disgusting that, or what? That was the scary part, man. You know, <laughs> forget <laughs> that spaghetti, the hanging spaghetti, you know. Yeah. That was the neighbor across the street here carved a pumpkin, put it on the, his top step, and, and had and all I never that liked, stringy stuff yeah. out, coming out of the pumpkin's mouth. Ew. Ew. It looked like the pumpkin was barfing. <laughs> and, uh, and I never liked pumpkin pie or, 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 or any pumpkin stuff, but and, and so I always could never quite figure out what you're supposed to do with all this crap that comes out of the center of the pumpkin. <laughs> and I didn't want it. You. I just threw it away. The, uh, <laughs> yep. The, uh, one of the things I did at that time of year was I would take an apple and carve it into a pumpkin-like critter after I peeled it. And then you'd soak it in salt water and it would look like a shrunken head mm -hmm. it was very fun to uh <laughs> hang shrunken heads around that's sort of cool brian yeah <laughs> you were such a nice kid yeah <laughs> hanging out with Rick brian is not on our page <laughs> you know when, you, when, when he was a little kid he was an axe guy you know what do you expect <laughs> that's right yeah he, he just had to keep so, keep it going over the years that's right he, do you watch you know, horror movies, Brian? Oh, as a kid, yes. A lot when I was sighted. Um, yeah. Again, because Since... I was blinded at 11. But yep. not after blindness. Before blindness, there was a theater in our community called Victory Theater. And the big V stood for five. And you could go in and watch movies all day long for five cents. Nice. And it became kind of our unofficial babysitter. My mom would drive us over there and give us a quarter, and all five of us could go to the movies. Yeah, that gun was con con continuous showing too. Yeah, they were and they continuous showing. Yeah, there were no, no none of this uh, too violent. No, no, no decapitations and oh, all that kind of gruesome stuff. So we were kind of. Uh, what would you call that? You know, when you're overexposed to something, so you lose any sensitivity to it. Desensi Desensitized. There you Desensitized. go. Desensitized to horror. So I was thinking about uh, uh, why didn't you watch it after you after you went blind? One, uh, I didn't 
care for the movies when I couldn't see them. So I'm one of the biggest users of audio description now. I'm going back and watching movies I didn't go see uh, when they first came out. And I'm any horror movies so far? That. Oh, any horror see, movies so far? Mm, no, not not much. The you know the ones that I want to see are kind of the classics like The Mummy and Dracula and Frankenstein and that kind of thing. Dracula and Frankenstein uh, you can probably find with audio description. I don't know about The Mummy. And and there there is a group um somewhere that is doing a bunch of horror stuff um using um synthetic speech. It's 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 all they seem to do. They do maybe ten or fifteen movies a month. You know, the person who would lo who loves this kind of horror flick kind of stuff is Carl Richardson. Tonight mm -hmm. he called me because it was the what eighty fifth anniversary of Orson Welles. Um, War of the Worlds. War of no, the Worlds. Yep. Eighty five. That's I guess it says. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he was all excited because that's what he was going to do this evening is uh, watch that or slash listen to it because it was, you know, a radio production. Right. It was, um, it, it's, it was pretty amazing, though, that that War of the Worlds. Uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that people were scared. I, I don't think. <clears throat> I don't think I would have been fooled, but in those days, I mean, he made it sound pretty realistic. Well, he all did. the way that he went. Oh, had war news. They had war news. They had Munich. They had all kinds of things happening around that time. So you, you were a little unstable as to what might come right. next. You know, and, and that wasn't a story that was brand new. You know, that was right. that was H.G. Wells' story. And Howard Koch just took it and dramatized it and made it American rather than mm -hmm. English. And scared a lot of people. He really did. Yeah. Now, one of the one of the interesting things about old time radio was the number of horror shows that there were on old time radio. Because yes. there were a lot of them. Wouldn't you agree, Larry? There were. I've I've got, and I've done a search. I don't have them all, but I've got most of them. We've been we've found at least 150 that have survived of Halloween mm -hmm. shows. Just amazing, and a lot of scary stuff, a lot of weird stuff. Yep. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but what uh, amazed me is, I mean, you had um, what Arch Obler, for instance, who had his his whole horror series, and. Um, Suspense and what were some of the others, Larry? You're better at this uh, than I am. Strange Doctor Weird, the Weird Circle. Yep. Um, and then, and then <clears throat> comedies too. You know, they all did things like went out for trick or treating and things like that. So there was quite a few that were comedies. Uh, and talking about some of the things that we've talked about tonight, you know, they did that many, many years ago, but there was a lot of horror on radio. Yeah. And and th that's really the point that I was making that that there was a lot of horror on radio, so clearly they thought that people could get 
could get frightened um, by just listening to stuff. Um, and 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 I suppose there were there were a few things that that um, that made me uncomfortable, but not a lot. Um, but I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever watched a horror movie with audio description. And and I don't know why. I've certainly seen lots of horror movies <clears throat> without it and and I think I think a couple of the Vincent Price movies the 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 um Edgar Allan Poe movies mm -hmm. were were a mm -hmm. little scary for me, but but for the most part I, I wasn't at all affected by horror movies. How, how about you, Larry? Were you? No. no. As a matter of fact, some of them were so visual that I really not, I never got a really good sense as Correct. to what kinds of things were happening. <clears throat> what was happening. It yep. was sort of like the Westerns, you know. I mean, there was plenty of action going on. You hear horses' hooves, and you knew that the good guy had won, but you didn't know how, but you knew he had. Yep. Last yep. 15 minutes were all horses' hooves and galloping and things like that and a lot of orchestral stuff same thing marianne horror movies um did i like horror movies is that the yeah. question no and not not just i just didn't find them entertaining at all i i again i go back to i don't think um you know i think not being able to see them it there was a lot lost in the translation now have have you ever watched a horror movie with the audio description no, I have no interest. <laughs> They're not my cup of tea. <laughs> I like you know, sci-fi. We're, we're so. all gonna have to. We're all gonna have to go and and do that. We're gonna have to find a horror movie and watch it with audio description and see see what it does. Yet you like but Stephen I, Koontz. Sorry, go ahead. You like Marianne? You like Stephen Koontz as a book because it's descriptive and they and and he describes as he does so well. Yeah, and I guess I haven't really read too many of the horror ones. Right. Um, I've read some of the ones that border on like sci-fi, yeah. um, but not too it's, many of the horror ones. It's a different genre. Yeah, it is totally different. different. It is. <clears throat> like, like, give me an example of 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 one that that you would describe that way, Marianne. That I would describe as like um, almost sci-fi, um, but not horror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the book I was telling Larry about earlier called Devoted. It was about um a um a kid who had autism and um somehow or another he was able to connect into this dog realm of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um and it's it's you know, it was it was the whole story. It was these people were after this kid because well, this kid's family. And um the dogs were able to help. Like it was just this, you know, I don't want to tell Larry too much of it, but it was more sci-fi than horror for sure. Devoted. Yeah, it was a really good book. I'm going to get that tonight. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Everybody I know has read it has liked it. Hmm. The Watchers. Oh, the yeah, Watchers. There was another yeah. dog thing. Exactly. I love And then that the latest book. Stephen King too. was another dog thing. Yes. The fairy tale had a dog in it. <laughs> See, and that I, was all more, I'm one more of those like sci-fi or fantasy. Can... Maybe fantasy is the word for some of those books, or a little bit more like fantasy. And I'm a little closer to liking that than horror, like monsters and I don't know. I mean, although I have to admit, 
And Larry, you can edit this out. <laughs> I have to admit that I did read the Twilight series. I did Me too. too. <laughs> I did too. Which is I liked not, it. It's not really horror it. either, right? I mean, it's a love story. I, I, I didn't find it scary. No, no. I didn't either. No. Nope. I, I but I but I read them all. Yeah, me too. And some of them I read twice. <laughs> all right, oh, I feel better. Go. I feel better. Um, I, I, I <clears throat> some of the Stephen King stuff I really like. I, I, I think uh, as a book, I, 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 I don't know that I regarded it as scary, but, but I loved the the book It by Stephen King. Um, I didn't read it. For 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 me, it 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 was very cool because it was mostly about these little kids, um, and he and he writes a lot of books about little kids. <clears throat> Stephen King does, but but these were really nice kids, and 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 eventually they come back as adults for for a variety of reasons. But uh, but I I I loved the book. I I thought it was I thought it was a great book. I very well plotted. The, the characters are great, um, I, and and I like I I, I like the, I mean there there have been a couple of apocalypse books that I really like that are that people say are scary like the Stand by Stephen King. I was about to say the Stand. Yeah, me too. Frightened um, and, me, but not in that. Yeah, right. Put it. When not when an, an author can way. walk yeah. along the edge, uh, where you feel like you don't there there's possibility woven into an improbable storyline and when it when they step back and forth across that line that's that's the scary part when you have right. a hard time separating the two i am i am trying to remember <clears throat> The name of a the name of a book that is similar to the stand, um, written by someone else, and and um, his his name is Robert McCammon, um, and um, it's a it, it, I think it's actually it's actually even more frightening than the stand, but um. um but I'll think I'll think about it in, in a in a while and tell you what it is. So so books. I mean, we've all read books that that at least have made us feel uncomfortable, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but there was there there was no movie that any of us can remember that that made us feel that same kind of discomfort. Well, not a horror movie, but I I remember I don't know why my parents let me watch it, but The Exorcist, and right. um, that was that was a gruesome movie. That that was really disturbing. <laughs> um, and, Rosemary's uh, Baby. Yes, yes, that was disturbing. Oh, yeah. What about the movie? You? The movie that scared the daylights oh. out of me was Carrie. Oh yeah, oh, that I was another just very the book, disturbing yeah. movie. I yeah. thought the book scared me more, so, but the movie was very scary. The ending of Carrie just. Ugh. Did, what about Jaws? 
That, yeah. Oh, I stopped swimming. We, I stopped swimming in the ocean after Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> I used to swim with my dad. Yeah. We'd go to Wildwood Crest and swim, you know, up to our waist or shoulders where the waves are were no longer mm-hmm. breaking. And after Jaws, I, I couldn't do it anymore. So, yeah, you hit that one there, Larry. Jaws was not described to you, right? It was just the buildup based on what you heard? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, 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 I didn't like going in the ocean because of seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 just used to um it used to drive me crazy. Um I I just got really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. The ocean got to be a creepy place. One year, in the same year, my dad got bit by a crab, and my sister got stuck, stung by a jellyfish. And I just, I just stopped. You know, I still like walking it, and I like, you know, I still go in from time to time, but usually just up to my waist, and because I'm, I still think about those shark. <laughs> the name of the book that I was talking about is called Swan Song. Oh. I've heard of the book. I haven't. Oh, read I read it. that. I have not yeah. read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, you right. asked about um, fears. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a very good book. Um, and and again, you know what makes what makes these good these books good is is the quality of the writing. It's not right. It's it's right. not. Um, and and you know Dean Koontz is is fine too. And and there are there are some other very good, very good writers that are similar, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's the, interesting that not none of us have 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 watched horror movies. Rick, how about you? Have you watched any? No, I always hated horror movies. I I was such a wimp. You know, anything that was really gory would gross me out. And I actually, in a horror movie, passed out once. Ooh. And they had to take. They almost took me out in an ambulance. I thought I was having a heart attack. But uh, no, I never got into that stuff. But I am intrigued, though, about the concept of going to an audio-described horror show, uh, horror movie. Never done it. And I'd be real curious how they describe some of that stuff. Maybe you could close your eyes, not watch it, just listen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Now, you see, we, 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 should have, we should have had Mr. Richardson on to talk to us about audio-described horror movies, because I yeah, bet yeah. he's seen some. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure we, he has. This is we, G. We, maybe we, we should, have uh, to. Maybe we we should have ask him to show us one at one of the conventions. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that uh, would be the, fun. Things like The Twilight Zone on television. I love Twilight Zone. And um, The Outer Limits mm-hmm. on television. I love the, I, I loved the, the, the half-hour Twilight Zones. I, I haven't loved any of the newer incarnations of no. um, of either the Twilight Zones or the Outer Limits, but the really early ones I loved. I thought they were great. Oh, I still <laughs> know half a dozen of the stories, and they were scary. Um, yes. Uh, they made you look under your bed at night. Sister <laughs> <laughs> the like they dark did. shadows. That oh was supposed to be scary, right? Lots of blind people did. Blind people did too. I remember coming home on the bus and t- listening to people talk about what was happening, 
happening in episodes, and I never watched it. Neither did I. My sister like, did. Yeah, that show had so much sexual overtones. Un- unbelievable. Maybe that's why they really what are we talking about? Which, which Dark show? Shadows. Dark Shadows. Oh. It, was, it was a soap opera, basically. Yeah, I, but, it was, I, but it was I a kind of scary not, soap opera. I, I, I just... I, I tried to watch it once, and the acting was so bad. Oh, it was horrible. That, that I, I just couldn't it. watch it. No, I agree. <laughs> never liked it. Just couldn't watch it. Jonathan was 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 one of the big people in it. Jonathan something. Yeah. I Didn't went like to it. a live performance here in the last six months, um, which was a takeoff on the Frankenstein story. But it was done on stage with a mix of film, live acting, and puppetry. Mm. Uh, nice. And it, it crossed over between those very effectively. It had that feeling of a classic horror movie because things were in a lot of things were simply in black and white uh, on stage. And, of course, I wouldn't have gone had it not been audio described. And they did a pretty darn good job. Uh, but it felt like you um, were turning the pages of the Frankenstein book as opposed to uh, strictly a movie where everything is acted out here. Uh, it was more like a series of vignettes. Was it you, Gary? You spooky? It was. It was. You reminded me, Brian. There is a there is a show that came out of the UK um, called Penny Dreadful. Um, yes, and there's a it's a TV series, <clears throat> and I actually watched it described, and I thought it was great. I it was it was very cool. Because a lot of the traditional horror tropes are there, like Frankenstein and Dracula, um, but it's um, it. I I thought it was very well done. I, I I had great fun with it. Did it scare me? Absolutely not. <laughs> Did I enjoy it? No. Yes. Yes, uh, I'm with you there. The the kind of stuff again because of my victory theater childhood. Um, mm-hmm. blood and gore never bothered me uh, but I'll tell you if I'm watching something doesn't matter what it is if um, you know a hundred people can be killed in a movie but let there be one dog killed I'm with you I'm out of there that. I'm out of there um, and I Refuse to watch certain things because I can't see how other people find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, SVU, right? Uh, sexual victim unit. Oh, um, yeah, right, right, right. On, yes. Yeah. I, Law and order. Right. I, yeah. I just can't see the entertainment value in that. Uh, Spooky movie would be, um, what is it? What, whatever that one was of the lambs. Silence of oh, the lambs. Oh, silence, silence of the lambs. Of the lambs. Yeah. 
That one scared me. That is that was a Ugh. scary damn movie, and I see yes. no reason. I, mind you, I thought it was spectacularly done. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I would I, never think to watch it again. I and don't remember just, yeah. if I saw it described or not. Um, I don't. I I don't think I would have gone to it if I didn't. I, have it, it I mean, if it. I, I'm trying to remember if it was available as as one of the movies that WGBH did. If it if it was, I almost certainly bought it and watched it. And the books were um, just scary. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. But I but forgot. see, the, the the they were they were scary for the same reason that Vincent Price was scary, mm -hmm. um, because. Um, because you you had two immensely great actors who who were playing in movies that were that if you like were were kind of I mean they were getting paid big bucks for them, but uh, you know they they were capable of of a, of a lot more stuff. Um, you know I mean Anthony Hopkins is what is what made Silence of the Lambs scary for me. Mm -hmm. If, no, if somebody sure else had played that part, I don't think I would have been nearly as 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 affected. And and the same with Vincent Price and a lot of the movies that he did. And and he did a whole bunch of BBC radio stuff, by the way. Yeah, I oh, remember yes. that. Which which a lot of which was very good, but <clears throat> another story altogether. <laughs> trying to think so i at one point uh in reading a lot read everything i could get my hands on written by edgar Allan poe yeah and he was pretty amazing uh in his writing there are a couple of other things that are happening on television and i can't tell whether it was a streaming service or whatever but there's a lot a great deal of uh, vampires, werewolves, you know, that yes, whole a lot of it. business yep. mixed up with uh, other things that is, are, uh, again, they, they jump back and forth, time travel involved and <laughs> uh, parallel universes and all this kind of stuff. My sister loves that kind of stuff. But I am bored five minutes into it uh i feel like it's almost entirely overacted um and one, one of, relies one of, so much on special effects that we used to have to imagine some things rather than it one, all being hey looks real one of the series that um that that I got introduced to when we were trying to set up sound um, for our new television uh, is a show called Wednesday. I don't know if any of you have seen any oh, of that. Yes. But Wednesday is described. Um, yes, and, and I think it's actually great fun, but <clears throat> I can't imagine that it would have been allowed on television um, even even five or ten years ago, 
with some of the stuff that happens in this movie or in this in this series. Series. I mean, yeah. the very first, <laughs> the very first thing that happens in the series is um, somebody doesn't treat Wednesday very well, and um, she she somehow manages to introduce piranhas into the high school swimming pool. Yes, exactly. Wasn't that a great scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they showed the the blood um, dispersing in the pool water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, very, very. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. I So, so let's talk about things... I, I mean, Marianne said that there were there were real things that she was scared of, and certainly there are some with me. Um, I get really scared when, like, a large moth lands on me. Yeah. That just, I just lose it. Any bug. Yeah. For, yeah. for me, it's any bug. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Brian, any, anything like that for you? Um, strangely enough, uh, a fear of heights in a way. You know, I'm not frightened when I'm in an airplane, but I have a distinct memory of being up in the arch in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Did have anybody anybody else been there mm -mm. up the arch? It no. has yes. an elevator that takes you to the top, but it's not because it's an arch shape. It, the elevator doesn't go straight up; it goes up and over, up and over, and up and over. So you get to the top, and at the top they have an observation deck. This is all indoors, and the observation deck, you have to lean forward and face downward to see out the observation window. And, oh my goodness, I felt such fear of falling yep. from that. I couldn't see a damn thing. It was all in my head, but yeah. I would say I used to, a fear of falling is the number one. Used to think that um, I used to think that um, that that I was fine, and and then like like I would go up onto my roof to clean <clears throat> the gutters, and I could get up onto the roof and do all that I needed to do without any trouble, but getting down off that roof was one of the scariest things I did. <laughs> And 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 there was one time I just couldn't do it. I somebody had to come up and sort of shepherd me off onto the ladder. I mean, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I've um, been on the roof so, of my house here more than one time, and I didn't mm -hmm. feel that same uh, fear of falling there. It's more like standing near a cliff edge, exactly. Or, that kind of thing. It has to be pretty dramatically fall. And they say that part of your fear is this kind of attraction to the edge, so to speak. Uh, and I, I don't know that that fits for you know, me. I think there, there, it, a lot of it has to do with experience too. I, I remember that in, in boarding school, and one of these days we should probably do a show on bullying. Um, but uh, one of the things that used to happen to me in boarding school is, is <clears throat> these kids would say that they had a garter snake and they were going to put it on 
and they were going to put it on the back of my neck. And, and usually I'd, I'd be out on this, this um, blacktop area that was sort of a playground of the sporting school on roller skates. And, and I would run around on roller skates so fast, just trying to keep ahead of them. We're coming for you. We're going to do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And, and I would eventually always drive off the edge of the, the thing and go slamming down this, this hill and run into a wooden fence at the bottom. And kids at the top thought that was so funny. Mm -hmm. um, kids are cruel. Yeah, they can be. I think that it's in their DNA. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the only real, you know, ongoing fear that I've. How about you, Larry? No fears. Um. Uh, sometimes I I remember growing up and I'd be sitting outside and 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 all I would be paying attention to whatever was happening in front of me. And when I, I would feel something turned out to be wings of a bug, but I didn't know mm -hmm. it turned out to be a bee in a couple of cases, it dropping on my back and just kind of, yep. that that scared me because I didn't know what it was and I was definitely right. being stung, which did not happen, but still you don't know that. So it's what you anticipate that can be more fearful than even the act of something dropping on you, whether it be a bug. Now, now, Brian, Brian will 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 relate to this because he's been to my house before in Miami. In Miami, I had this great big, huge screened-in patio, um, and and I mean, it was really big, but like like probably eighty feet long altogether. Wasn't just the patio; it was also an outdoor yeah, pool, it all was. in in a big screen house, and. One of the things that, that scared me the couple of times that it happened is a bird would get caught inside that screened area mm. and it wouldn't know what to do. And it would sort of dive bomb from above and fly right past my head. And I would absolutely lose it. <laughs> mm. yeah. Tim has that same fear of birds in that yeah. fashion. I was yeah. wondering whether anybody had a fear of weather. No, I, I no. certainly don't. No, but there are and people Mary, who are afraid of thunderstorms. Huh? I love thunderstorms. I, I do, do too. Yeah, yeah. We have Larry Johnson has his hand up. Okay, I I just joined you, so I'm not sure if you're talking about Halloween or you're talking about scary incidents but well, i want to i want to say this i yep. absolutely loved halloween as a kid mm -hmm. i really really loved it and i was very fortunate because i had a number of neighborhood friends and my brother actually who was willing to go trick or treating with me and we used to do all kinds of diabolical things. We would soap store windows. We would dump over trash cans. And once I got caught dumping over a trash can, and we had to load 
that trash can back with all the trash, <laughs> the orange peels and <laughs> eggshells. And oh my God, it was horrible. <laughs> but it didn't cure us. We still went on and did more of it. And, and we had what were called pea shooters. And we would, you know, have these little peas and we would blow them really hard through these long tubes in at windows and and things like that. That was so much fun. I don't yeah. I don't know that blind people really ever enjoyed being tricksters, but we did. And then when it was treats day, we had a clever, very clever approach. We would go out the day before Halloween to one area of our neighborhood, and we would say very sorrowfully to the neighbors, oh, my, my mommy's going to take us out of town tomorrow so we won't be here. And of course, <laughs> a lot of times, the people wouldn't have had time yet to buy the candy, so they would give her give us pennies and even nickels sometimes. And then, yeah. then the next day, Halloween, we would go out and collect all of our candy and things like that. And then the day after Halloween, we'd go to a different section of the neighborhood. <laughs> we would oh, say, my. my mommy wouldn't let us go out yesterday because we had a cold. And of course, <laughs> most of the people had given out all the candies. So again, they'd have to give us pennies and nickels. And that's how we made our big fortune during the month of October. And that was really an important, you know, a learning tool in entrepreneurship yeah, <laughs> yeah. steal them blind yeah <laughs> I, I, I know but the scary parts i'll tell you what what for me was a scary scary thing i was lying in bed the other day this was about two months ago and suddenly something hit me on the lap i was lying and something went plop what the hell was oh that oh my god and I reached down, and at first I thought it was some sort of decoration because it has sort of things sticking out from all over it. And then uh -huh. I realized it wasn't a it wasn't a decoration at all. It was a scorpion, oh and I goodness. I grabbed it by <sighs> one of its tails or legs or whatever the hell, and I jumped out of bed and I ran to the kitchen and I threw it in the in the garbage you know but that was scary you know yeah we, I, we, I think several of us agreed that bugs were were not our favorite thing i i was in in jamaica and a huge cockroach attached itself ooh. to my finger and i could <laughs> not get it off ooh. and, and uh, <laughs> ended up having to run from the little cottage that that i had as my bedroom all the way up to the main house and get somebody to cut it off my finger with the knife, oh, screaming no. all the way. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. No, bugs are terrible. S snakes are even more scary for me. I am yeah. frightened to death of snakes. Yep. I I haven't actually, you know, had an encounter with a snake, but one time I went to a museum 
And they had a python, a, I guess it was a pet, python. And they brought him to me. And this, this guy had the python wrapped around himself. And he yep. said, oh, he's okay. Why is he okay? Well, because he knows that I'm too big for him to swallow. <laughs> not, That's reassuring. Not much consolation to me. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, but but in my in my neighborhood, unfortunately, we are sort of out in the outskirts of San Antonio, and we have rattlesnakes and copperheads and water moccasins, and yeah. so yeah, so it's not really very you know reassuring but so far i've not had any encounters with any of those guys yeah what 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 i had to deal with with just garter snakes um i i am um, had a situation where where um where i've gotten a chance to to, to touch pythons and cobras yeah um, cobras um, yeah cobras yeah real cobras yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are poisonous. Uh, not really. What? <clears throat> or if if they were, this one was defanged. So oh, or, okay. or whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but but have not have, uh, and and of course there 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 were lots of lizards of various kinds down oh, in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I I did not have it happen to me. <clears throat> but there was a blind person in Miami. Um, I, I guess I guess it was last winter. It mm. got pretty cold down there, and got cold enough that that um, iguanas froze, <laughs> and an, an iguana fell out of a tree right onto this guy's head. <laughs> yes, I would not have liked it. Yeah, no. Well, I, don't I, think so. I remember once going to McAllen, Texas, and there yeah. was a locust invasion, or whatever they call them. Yep. And 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 the whole the sidewalk was absolutely covered with locusts, and so you walked, and it was crunch, 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 and you're walking across. I mean, hundreds, if not thousands, of locusts. Uh, that was not very pleasant. I think that would scare me. Yeah, I mean I they were that... they were dead for the most part, most of them. But they were there and still, yeah. So, no, thank you. No, bugs. No, bugs, no, are, I... bugs are scary. Bugs are. You mentioned birds. I have to tell you yeah. this quick story, Paul. About uh, <clears throat> I was uh, I was with a, a sighted friend and. And, mm -hmm. and we have a covered uh, atrium or, or deck. And suddenly yep. we heard all this noise out there. Well, so I said, well, let's see what this is. And so we went out there and she says, oh, there's two birds and they're tracked. And apparently they couldn't find their way back out the, of the deck. Yep. So she went over and she grabbed one of them. She said, open your hands. And so I kind of cupped my hands, and she put this bird into my hands, into my cupped hands. And I said, what do I do with it? She said, well, release it. 
So I walked to the door of the of the of the deck and I mm-hmm. just sort of threw it up in the air. And apparently the bird understood enough to fly. And so it flew away. And she did the same with the other. But I've never ever held a, a wild bird before. And that was unusual. Yeah, I've done it once. Um and, and I can't can't remember quite quite why. Well, my brother and I rescued a goose mm. um up in up in Canada in Calgary. And mm-hmm. um it its name was Osgood. And it um it lived in our in our dog kennel. It had broken it broken away. <laughs> and so it lived outside in our dog kennel, but I, I, I don't think that I have ever met a meaner animal in my life. Really? Wow! I, I mean, in spite of the fact that we rescued this goose, yeah, geese can be mean. It, it was intent on doing bodily harm whenever it could. Ungrateful. <laughs> Very much so. So we would. So I'd sort of feed it from a distance, you know, uh, throw the bird food <laughs> into the damn kennel. And then as soon as it got healthy enough, I said, Osgood, farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you, thank sir. Thank you for calling. We always appreciate your calls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you I was a little clear. kid where we grew up, um, we, you know, uh, when uh, Deanna was speaking earlier, she was talking about growing up poor a little bit. And mm-hmm. I certainly experienced a significant amount of that. We lived in a house that had a gas heater in mm-hmm. the living room. And that was all the heat for the house. Yep, gotcha. And I would sometimes in the night take my blanket and go down and lay down in front of that uh, to be warm at night. Mm-hmm. And my this house had an earthen basement, which we kids were told all kinds of horror stories about what lived under the house. Okay. So we were, so we'd be deathly afraid to go where we shouldn't go. And uh, I'm down there, uh, laying down in front of that furnace and i swear i felt a rat walk up the <laughs> sleeve of my pajamas <laughs> and i'm lying there saying god oh, what's going on oh he's going to bite me and hurt me and i carefully got up on my hands and elbows keeping that arm not moving and then jumped up and flung my arm out like I was catapulting that rat wherever it needed to go. I don't know that there was ever one in there, but it facilitated my lifetime, I won't call it fear, but disgust of rats in general. Parents sometimes teach kids to be afraid of things, perhaps for good reasons. Down in Miami, Gail and I, um, moved into a house um, in in a neighborhood that had lots of uh, kind of plant life around it, and and so 
there were there were there were lots of animals and we'd often hear raccoons going for our garbage and that sort of thing and that that was not unusual <clears throat> but we found that there was stuff that was being eaten in our kitchen and it was clear that there were rats there and so we put out rat traps in various areas and <laughs> We went away to, I, I guess, like a, an, a, an ACB meeting or something like that, or an FCB meeting, and came back and went out to the area where one of the rat traps was, and there was a rat in it, and it was squeaking, and it uh -huh. was horrid. And <clears throat> I, five or six times, <laughs> went over to this rat to, to sort of, put it out of its misery and I couldn't do it. <laughs> Ended up having to go next door and call my neighbor and say, can you handle this please? And he did. Um, but it, it, it was, I guess, an, an indication of, of just how wimpy I really am. I, I just couldn't do it. Could not. I'm do with it. you on it all. I am unable to deal with those kinds of critters but 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 you know if we go fishing um we 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 can often deal with um deal with making the fish ready to go in the little basket i'm i'm i'm, I'm nope. sure you've done that marianne i've nope. done that no nope. brian you've done that yeah are we talking about gutting the fish yeah no i mean catching a fish and touching it so never done it Oh really? Yep. Yeah. Nope. I have many we used times. to go trout fishing nope. all the time, so that's how I learned to impale a worm. Never did it. Yeah, <laughs> but rat rats are different. They or are. at least it was for me. <laughs> the you know, there yeah. are so many things out there to be potentially frightened of. I always say I want to have a good enough imagination to enjoy life but not such a good one that I scare myself uh, out of doing something, whatever that something might be. I think that's fair. So Miss Marianne, I, I don't, I don't think we have any hands up at the moment, do we? But if we, we, do, if not. we do, we could take one more if we had one. No, um, we are clear, Paul. So in terms of, uh, in, 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 in terms of fear, I guess bugs are the number one in, in, in our group. Rick, we, we haven't talked to you as a partially sighted guy. Were, were there any things that, <clears throat> that you were scared of? Now, bugs used to creep me out, too. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, it's a lot of the same things you guys were talking about, <clears throat> you know, snakes and, and um, yeah. Just loud I think from the low, would, you know, from the low vision always, perspective, creep me out. When what you plan? see just enough to get yourself wigged out, right? Um, you see something fly by, or um, that kind of thing. When you're a low vision person, a shadow becomes a potential yeah. hazard. Right. 
uh, you don't know whether that's just a shadow or that is a hole. Uh, yeah, I'm almost afraid some, to say. I mean, as a low vision guy, what would, would freak me out would be the would be darkness. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know, just put me someplace where there's absolutely no light, and you know, I would just freak out because I had no no basis to orient myself. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting because Brian and I um, were together um in in a hotel in los angeles where the power went off and uh the fire alarm also went on at the same time and so we were kind of going down from god knows the 18th or 17th floor or something in in the stairwell because of course you couldn't use elevators and um all kinds of people were just absolutely freaked out and we'd say no, it's okay. Look, you can you can hold on to us. It's all right. Come on. Yep. Do you remember that, Brian? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I find that there is a point as you're going from being a low vision person to a totally blind person mm-hmm. where the fear of falling is almost eclipsed by the fear of looking foolish. Yeah, I, 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 well, I think I think when you're totally blind, you fear that pretty often too, <clears throat> and that makes you do things that you otherwise probably wouldn't want to do. <laughs> yeah. Again, this, the, you know, a fall is just a fall. It can happen to anybody, anytime. Right. But when you're a low vision person and you stumble and fall for whatever reason you nonetheless i think have a natural feeling like oh my god i hope nobody saw that happen because they're going to assume that you know i'm too blind to see where i'm going there's you know there's a bit of that in all of us i think uh i know i took a bad fall down a flight of steps uh luckily didn't hurt myself badly but at the end i just kind of did kind of a ta-da event at the bottom to show that not only was I not hurt, but uh, I was just it having was fun. fun. Yeah. Wasn't. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of us who who hide our fears or 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 when when something like that happens, we 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 pretend it's nothing. Like you'll run into a branch when you're walking down the street and um, everybody will say, are, are you okay? And, and of course your immediate response is, Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another whole topic. Ladies How and gentlemen, the- thank you. Thank you very much okay. for talking about Halloween. This has been fun. Um, I, th- I think we've established that there that virtually all of our callers thought Halloween was pretty cool, um, and most of us really enjoyed the opportunities that we had um, to interact with other people, in spite of the fact that we were blind, and really found Halloween a pretty enjoyable holiday. I think that is pretty exciting. Next week, uh, in in some respects, we have a scarier topic coming up. 
because we've invited the voter task force back uh, to talk about other changes that are about to occur in uh, the American Council of the Blind and the way that it operates our elections and other elements of our convention next year. So if you enjoyed what we did last (laughs) week, please come back next week and scare yourself to death talking with the voter task force about change. And in the meantime, on behalf of the whole crew, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, dead and alive, good night. (laughs) 